0: Hey everyone, welcome back. Another episode of the FlowTrack Track Podcast, live instant reactions to the Paris Diamond League. Today is a solo episode with yours truly, Gordon. Kevin is with family, but I'm sure he's probably regretting missing this podcast because what looked like maybe not that great of a field for the Paris Diamond League as we're getting closer to national championships, Shelly Ann Fraser Price does it again, matches her season best, which is a ridiculous season best, I might add, 1067. She's now run 1067 twice in one season before Worlds even begins, uh, wins handedly. I don't even care about the rest of the field because it was all about Shelley and Fraser Price versus the clock. She goes out there and runs a time that shows that she means business. And it also shows that Elaine Thompson, hurrah, As great as her Olympic double was, and don't get me wrong, she was the queen of the sprinting world last year, winning that 100 and 200. But now, Elaine Thompson-Hurrah loses the Sharika Jackson. Shelly and Fraser Price now has 2 10 sixes on her resume in 2022. The Jamaican rivalry between Elaine Thompson-Hurrah and her competitors is just blossoming to something that's going to be incredible when we get to it in Eugene. Now we may see glimpses of it at the Jamaican trials. We don't know officially what Shelly and Fraser Price's plans are for um, the trials. If she's even going to run the 200, we know she has the buy in the hundred. So she doesn't need to run the hundred at Jamaica trials. So it's still up in the air of what we're actually going to get. If we're going to see them match up head to head before Eugene, but Eugene is getting close. I mean, We're basically a month away from the World Championships. And Shelly and Fraser Price,
1: I'm willing to say, is the favorite. I was not willing to say that 12 minutes ago. But I'm willing to say that today. Don't get me wrong. Elaine Thompson-Raw. She 1,000% can win.
0: And I wouldn't be surprised if Elaine Thompson-Raw were to win. But Shelly and Fraser Price, we got to give her her due. Because let's not forget... Shelly and Frazier Price, she's notorious for putting it together at the World Championships and kind of having like a secondary tier type performance at the Olympics. Elaine Thompson-Hurrah is the inverse. She puts it together in 2016 and 2021, but the World Championships is more of a secondary tier. And I think we might see that again. I think we're going to see Shelly and Fraser Price defend her title from 2019 and continue her legacy of one the, of the, not one of, of the greatest female sprinter of all time. Now, Elaine Thompson-Raw could still
1: challenge that. I mean, nothing is set in stone. I've seen crazy things. We also have, you know, the
0: Americans. But I'm, I'm kidding. The Americans aren't winning. I, I, I'll be honest. The Americans are not winning the women's 100-meter dash. But it's just fun to say. This is fun. You know, carried Richardson, come on. Why not? I'll take a flyer. I'll take a flyer on Shakari. But real talk. Shelley Ann, 1067 now twice. Definitely cements herself as a favorite in my mind going into Worlds. And uh, I just want to see her versus Elaine thompson Raw throwing a Sharika Jackson. I want to see it. I want to see it twice. I want to see it at the 100. I want to see it at the 200. We all want to
1: see it. Also... Jamaican 4x1. That's scary. Ann, Sharika, Elaine, and then, hell, throw in
0: any random high schooler in Jamaica and that team will flirt with the world record. That's how good uh, their top three are. But anyway, Ann, impressive performance, 1067. We're going to talk about her so many times in the next few weeks as we go into Worlds, but She did what she needed to do. She shows she's fit. She now has two 10-6s on her resume, and uh, that's all she wrote. Let's move over to another performance, which I thought was before this race was the kind of performance of the meet. Luxolo Adams of South Africa runs 1982, wind legal, huge PR, first time breaking 20 seconds, destroys the field. We know South Africa has their – you know, flavor of talent in the sprints. You know, you have Simbene who's doing well in the 100. Now you see Adams here coming up, running well in the 200. The 200 is a deep field in the world, especially when you go to the U.S. side. But now Adams throwing a 198 You're going to have to find a spot for him on, on that final because there's no way a nineteen eight guy isn't making a final. So it's getting really congested to see who can make that world final as we know the Americans will have four guys,
1: you know, Adams now nineteen eight. Um, You can see maybe, you know, you know, Fambule. Fambule is going to be there, obviously.
0: Liberia, he's going to be there. But I think the big question coming out of this race, as much as I was
1: impressed by Adams, I got to say it, guys. What's going on with the grass? It's like something's happening. And it, it, he's
0: also the most confusing athlete out there because before this race, they showed up a graphic. On the screen showing all of his accolades. The guy has a ridiculous amount of medals in the one and the two over the past few years, especially at the Olympic level. He's also been doing it at the world championship level. Like, he has the like a pristine resume that everyone in track and field today would take any day of the week. But for some reason,
1: he's running a season's best in June, and it's Getting him fourth at the Diamond League. It's a 20.3. I
0: know he's a gamer, and he shows up when it counts. But we're getting really close to when it, sh- when it counts. Like, when it counts is around the corner. And now he's only run 20.38. You know, he has the 2015 wind aided, which is a plus 2.1. But still, the Olympic champion has yet to run under 20 seconds. The Olympic champion has yet to run under 10:05 in the
1: hundred. DeGrasse, man, we gotta. When are we gonna see it? And I know he shows up when it matters, and that's
0: that. But there's got to be something before that. You gotta have some exposition to a good performance. So I'm kind of still shocked with DeGrasse. I thought this might have been his moment of like, because he ran um, in Oslo, first flight, first race after a long flight from Canada or from Florida, wherever he was training. So, knocked out. But this is when he's kind of established himself in the time zone. He's going to put together like a sub-20, but he gets fourth. And it wasn't even close. Like, he was out of it after the first, like, 80 meters. Otto Bolden was like, whoa, DeGrasse, what's going on? So, I know there's going to be a, a camp that's going to defend DeGrasse all the way up until the gun goes off in the 200-meter final in Eugene. But I'm not on the boat. I'm off the boat.
1: But maybe, I'll go, I'll,
0: I'm, I'm willing to eat crow and being wrong, but I'm willing to take my chances on the Noah Lyles, on the Arian Knights, on hell, Adams from South Africa. He just runs 19-8. So, on Fambule, oh, oh. Let's, let's do it one last look. Joseph Fambule will have will finish better in the 200
1: than Andre de Grasse. Joseph Fambule, the NCAA champion, will beat the Olympic champion at Worlds this year. That's not really a disrespect to DeGrasse because Fambule is really good. So whatever. You get the point. Anyway,
0: DeGrasse. I guess we have to keep waiting until the 200-meter final in Eugene.
1: So that's the, the, the sprinter stuff.
0: I do want to say this whole season has been the story of what's going on with the men's 800. And I've been waiting for interesting races. And I'm not going to lie. The Diamond League 800 in Paris... Gave me some hope that the 800 could be getting a little fun. You know, I'm starting to, 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 to believe a little bit in the 800. You saw Benjamin Robert run 143, which is an, a great time. Huge PR. But more importantly, it was the way he did it. He like, he split
1: two guys twice. He split, he went from fifth to third by, no wait. What would be four? Yeah, he went from fifth to third by splitting two guys
0: and then he went from third to first by splitting another two guys and he runs 143. Huge PB for Robert. France had a hell of a day. You look at the results. They, uh, Robert ran 143. Um, what else? We, uh, Tula ran 144 and Boss ran 144, the 2017
1: champion. Look at this. Who had France, by June 18th, having a better top three 800-meter runners
0: than the U.S. Right now, the top three guys in the France, 143 Robert, 144 Tula, 144 Boss. U.S., 145 Hopple, 145 Miller, and 145 Derek Holdsworth. What is going on? Obviously, there's factors. Clayton Murphy is waiting to, to, to pop next week. Waiting to throw one down next week. Don Verbrage is hurt. So I know there's external factors, but man, USA and the 800, not to make it about them because, but you know, that's what I'm doing. I guess I'm making it about USA. Hmm. Maybe I shouldn't do that. Maybe I should end this segment. No, I'm not going to end the segment. I'm going to say one last thing. USA and France. France, we appreciate you helping us out in the Revolutionary War. But... Uh, we need a, we we can't have you guys having three better eight hundred meter runners than the Americans. So Bryce Hoppel, Clay Murphy, Diamond Brazier, come back to come back from the depths of wherever you are and start throwing down some one forty threes. But again, congratulations to Robert. Huge PB. I liked the way he ran it. It was exciting. Now we have multiple guys who have run one forty three. I'm still putting all of my money that I have of all my savings into the kid from Algeria to win it. So I'm going to stay with that. But the 800 is getting better. I I think I'm going to start caring a little bit more. And I love the 800 because that's what I ran in college. So moving on, though, the Devin Allen show continues. Devin Allen, once again, wins. Runs kind of a mark that I thought would happen when I talked to Kevin um, yesterday's preview pod. I think this is kind of a realistic mark for him. (coughs) Excuse me. 13-16 takes the win. But more importantly before the race, he was quoted saying, why is everyone thinking I'm quitting track? We're just, I'm just, my plan is to go through worlds, join the Philadelphia Eagles, win the Super Bowl in February, and then come back to track in March. So, one, that's great. Two, go Eagles, because Devin Allen is predicting the Super Bowl title. I love it. So, I'm all on board as a fellow Philadelphia sports fan. Uh, But, yeah, I guess this isn't we need to stop talking that this is Devin Allen's retirement tour because it's not. It's just he has a fun off-season plans by getting paid probably five times his current salary to play football. So, uh, But Devin Allen, 13-16, takes an easy win. Nothing much from there. I'm excited for Allen versus Holloway next week. It should be good. What I'm hoping is I'm hoping Grant Holloway is angry. I'm hoping he's like, yo, guys. You don't forget about me. He's going to feel like it's, he's going to take it all personal, and then he's going to throw down a hell of a run in Eugene, which will then push Allen to throw down a, even more of a hell of a run. And then all the guys are going – anyway, I like that Allen is doing this because it's going to get – it's going to awaken Holloway and keep someone like Trey Cunningham motivated.
1: Um, moving on to the 400s, Shawnee Miller Webo, 50 flat, shut it down like –
0: with 15 meters to go. She she definitely cruised. She basically ran a 350, and then it's like, okay, might as well run the final 50 for it to count as a, an official 400-meter time. It runs 50.1. Easy, breezy. Looks good doing it. Um, Shana Milowebo, she's the favorite in my mind for the women's 400. Mentioned the women's 400 internationally is kind of weird right now. Obviously, you have a Paulino from who's out there running well. She could probably run a 49, but then rest are college kids. And so I'll take miller Weibo over any college kid every day of the week. Um, so good run for her. And then fell, move over to the men's side. Steven Gardner also jogs. He jogs a 44-21. Wins easily.
1: I mean, I think these two are the, the favorites to win. miller Weibo, Steven Gardner, they, they just, they look like they're in control. They look like they know what they're doing.
0: They're able to run elite times that looks like there's no effort to the elite time. And it looks like they're just saving all of their energy through this regular season to let it all out in that final of the 400. So I think Gardner, Miller-Webo, Miller-Webo might run a 48 high. I think Gardner will probably run a
1: 43 low. That's what I'm guessing. That's what I think is going to happen at Worlds, um, yeah, Steven Gardner, probably the most disrespected
0: uh, long sprinter in the world. Most of it's probably because of us stubborn Americans who just think that whoever the best American 400-meter runner is the best in the world, but Stephen Gardner says, hey, guys, I keep winning. You can't ignore winning. Just because you have some fast times at the Mount SAC Invitational doesn't mean you're better. But here's what the Americans do have. We do have really good 4x4s, so at least we have that. 4 by ones not so
1: much. 4 by 4s
0: America has got that on lock. Let's move this over to uh, some of the distance events.
1: Uh, pretty kind
0: of like unexpected fast times because the broadcaster was mentioning how hot it was, like 95 degrees, almost 100 degrees. Not really good conditions for fast distance times, but Selman Berega, basically did his own time trial running 1256 closed in 59 seconds um, shows that he is, he's fit. You run 1256 in 95 degree weather. That converts to like a 1240 at least because I don't know, we need to come up with a heat index calculator for distance races where you run a certain time at 95 degrees, that's equal to this time at, you know, 65 degrees, perfect conditions, Palo Alto weather. I mean, I don't know what the conversions are, but someone Barrega looked good doing it, 1256, closing 59. But it all started with Winfred Yavi, who went the fourth fastest steeple mark ever, passed Courtney Frerichs for number four all time, runs 856, does it solo all by herself, similar to what Barrega did in this 5K, uh, the heat may have affected, you know, a lot of these distance runners. But for Berega and Yavi, they were like, "What heat? I don't know about you, but I'm ready to PB. I'm ready to run a, a world lead. I'm ready to run a, a quick sub 13." But yeah, world lead for Yavi. Braining runs 8:56.55, fourth all time ever.
1: Gotta love it. And then, last but not least, Toby Musan. Wins the 100 hurdles,
0: 12:41, um, good mark. She should be a factor. I still think Jasmine Camacho Quinn is the the favorite. So I wouldn't. Um, I'm not ready to put her in like gold medal contention, even though she did run a a 12:4, which that's what it looks like. It's
1: going to take to to win. Um, but yeah, good run for her. Former UTEP athlete, I believe. Uh, Anything else? I mean, men's pole vault wasn't that interesting. Uh, Women's high
0: jump. Ukrainians went one, two, three. So big ups for Ukraine. dude! Ukrainian high jumping. Female Ukrainian
1: high jumpers are legit. I don't know what it is. But there's something about that country and the women there, they know how to high jump. They know how to high jump. well. I mean, there
0: it's, it's, it's kind of, I always think it's interesting how there are certain countries in certain events where it just all gravitates towards that event. And all of a sudden they're just, for some reason, people born in this geographic location are really good at this one unique athletics discipline. Obviously you have like, you know, Jamaica and sprinting, but that makes a little more sense because sprinting is like, Everyone, everyone goes on the streets and runs against each other. It's, like, very natural to, to like, see how, who's the fastest person. It's not really natural for people to, like, get into a pole vault or a high jump or a discus throw or a javelin throw. And for some reason, there are unique countries who are able to just, like, really hone in on it, you know? Like Germany and the javelin. I
1: um, you can say India and the javelin, right? Because they got a pretty good javelin throw. Uh, but it's, like... Um, the hammer throw and Poland. It's like,
0: why, why? If you had, a, why is Poland the hammer throw capital of the world? It, it, you know, it makes sense why Ethiopia and Kenya are the distance running capital of the world because of the altitude. But then this is like some other events. You're like, oh, okay, that's not wild. So, but hey, Ukraine and female high jumping, they got it on lock. Did good job here, going one, two, three, in the Diamond League high jump. And then last but not least, got to give my big shout-out to USA's Valerie Allman in the women's discus throw. Gets the win, throws
1: 68-68 over Croatia's Sandra Perkovic. Valerie Allman, 68. That's pretty...
0: It's a good mark this late in the season. Obviously, she's thrown crazy. She's thrown in the 70s, but she beat Perkovic. Perkovic is the best, if not the second best, this is throw in the world. So anytime you beat her, you're showing that you are gold medal talent. Um, she's the world leader. She's now beating Perkovic. Valley Allman might be getting gold in Eugene in four weeks. Um, yeah. So... I'm going to check the chat out. Is there anything in the chat? Any questions in the chat? This is not that long of a podcast. We're kind of getting ready for uh, next week where we're going to be covering USAs. Um, we're going to be at USAs doing live pods after each day. Don't worry. We're also going to keep our eye on what's happening in Jamaica, keeping an eye on those those, U- those 100, 200 finals as they go down next week as well. But any questions in the chat? Let's see... Demarcus Max
1: said, "Elaine not losing to Shelly Ann. I don't know. I think she might though." Demarcus Mack, do you have information that I don't have? Because I don't know about you, but ten sixty seven is, is pretty damn quick. Uh, oh yeah, Cuban uh, Wendingo said the the Cubans are killing the
0: triple jump. Yeah, that's another country, Cuba, and triple jumping. Okay. It's wild. Do they have like hopscotch all over the playgrounds there in the elementary schools in Cuba? And
1: then they become the greatest triple jumpers. This is wild. Um, any other people saying? A.M.M. says Shellyn is the woman to beat. Agreed. Uh, more people saying Shellyn's going to win worlds. Agreed. Um, but yeah. All right. Any other questions? Do these, so Panish. sorry, I'm saying your name wrong. Peniche Nahavira. Oh man, I should just, one of the most
0: latest comments. Do these athletes really think they can open at worlds? That's gutsy. Yeah, that's the thing. And that goes back to my point about the grass is like, there's gotta be a point where you need to show that you are a metal contender. You can't just show it in the first round at Worlds. And that's why, like, I'm worried about Donovan Brazier, even though we know he's a defending champion. That's why, you know, I could be worried about um, DeGrasse. I could be worried about who else is, like... That's why we were worried about Sha'Carri, because Sha'Carri wasn't doing anything. And then she put together a good month of legitimate elite talent racing. And then you're like, all right, now where she where we think she's going to be. but. This whole, like, trust us, we got this, you know, I don't know. Like, I'm worried. I'll be honest. I'm worried about Paul Chalimo in the men's 5K at USAs because Paul hasn't really shown. Meanwhile, you see, like, Grant Fisher, Joe Klecker, Cooper Tier doing all these things in the distance events for U.S., and Paul Chalimo is running, like, a 341.15. So I'm worried about someone like Paul Chalimo, even though he has the record of showing up and getting medals when it matters. Um, Safana San, that's another good one. Safana San. Where is she? Well, I don't know if that's – we're way past the deadline of where are you. If, you're, if you if you're, if you're haven't done anything notable, if you're not like had of a no, notable win or notable top five, top ten result, your odds of doing anything
1: at Worlds are just very slim, less than 5%. Um, what, so someone is, why won't Gordon answer this one? Bill Kingsley. I don't even know what I'm, Oh, I don't know. What what did he say? Sorry. A little behind. Oh, Stefan Hassan. Yeah. Where's Stefan? I agree with that. So that's the
0: thing. Where are all these people? There's just gotta be a point when it's over. And it's like, okay, we have our new crew. These are the, the legitimate contenders. The rest, they have the legacy of being contenders, but that legacy is now old. It's old legacy. Time for the new legacy. Because we're so close to worlds. It's crazy. It's like, we're really weird when you think about it. We're like four weeks away. The haze in the barn. Um, We'll set the wait and see. So thanks for listening, guys. Like, comment, subscribe to the whole thing. We will do our members-only show sometime next week while we're in USAs. Uh, So tune in for that. If you're a member, join us. Um, And then, yeah, we'll be back Monday. Or a live show at nine. We'll do Wednesday at nine. That Wednesday show might get moved because we might be on an airplane. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But we're going to be doing live pods after every day of USA's from Thursday through Sunday. It's
1: going to be awesome. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. And uh, we'll see you guys on Monday.